Thanks for tuning in to the Epic Life Church podcast. Last year, Pastor Keith and I sat down with another friend of ours, Pastor Harvey Drake of Emerald City Bible Fellowship, located in South Seattle. We had a one-off conversation about racial injustice, racial reconciliation, George Floyd, and the church's role and responsibility inside of those conversations and issues and how to respond. Over the next several weeks, we would visit Pastor Harvey again and again and again. And at some point, we decided to record conversations we were having as we talked about what it looked like for us as pastors to lead the church, what it looked like for the church to step in, um, and how the church could best love both God and neighbor. Um, A year later, these conversations are going to see the light of day. To find out more about Emerald City Bible Fellowship, you can visit their website, emeraldcitybible.org. And now, a seasoned response. You know, I, can't, I can't tell you to forgive me. That's I, right. I mean, I can tell you to all I want, <laughs> but I can't, yeah. I can't like come to you with this expectation of you should be forgiving mm-hmm. me. And let's just talk, let's just say it. I can't as a white man come to my black brothers and sisters and brown brothers and sisters or yeah. whatever paint job that you, you're talking about. <laughs> I can't say, listen, you should forgive me. Just forgive us and yeah. let's move on. Just forgive us. Yeah. So that's not how forgiveness works. It, it doesn't come from this. It doesn't come that's from right. the, that's the right. place of the abuser. That's right. Starts with the person who's been offended. Hey, so glad you uh, decided to join us today. It's been a real pleasure just sitting around having conversation about things that matter to God and to uh, those we relate to, right? We're all designed to be in relationship. If you don't know this, nobody's designed to live in isolation alone, which is why God put us in community. Can I get an amen on that? I'll give you one. And so we're glad that you can join (laughs) us. And we we have the privilege to just talk about topics that impact all of us in a variety of ways. And so today we want to talk about one that uh, is not the easiest topic to, to tackle, but needs to be. How many of us have ever been offended? Okay. Ever been hurt? Ever been disappointed? <laughs> Ever been bullied? Come, Come on. on. And, and as a result of that, sometimes the bitterness can brew in our hearts, and it can lead to, can somebody say it, unforgiveness. Yeah. So today we want to spend a little time just kicking around the whole idea of forgiveness and, and why it's important for us to get a handle on this, right? Now, now there are a group of people, uh, probably a sector of a community who feels it's okay to live with unforgiveness and the whole grudges and to be bitter toward people. But that's antithetical to what the scripture tells us. In fact, let me just start by reading a little something that came from the words, actually the words of Jesus. It's in uh, Matthew chapter 6, start with verse 14. It says this, for if you forgive other people when they sin against you, they hurt you, they offend you, your heavenly father will also forgive you. Then it goes on to say, but... If you do not forgive others their sins, their trespasses, their offenses, 
then guess what? The Father will not forgive you. Now, that's a hard saying because we like to say, well, God is so loving and caring and kind that he wouldn't possibly have that kind of stipulation. But because he puts us in relationship and because he wants our relationships to always be healthy and wholesome, he will tell us, listen, you, you can't hold grudges. Mm. Right? You can't latch on to those offenses. And some of us, unfortunately, we'll talk about this a bit, become comfortable with living with offenses. Right. But God said, no, let it go, because ultimately he wants us to be forgiving, and therefore he wants us to forgive others. Amen? Mm-hmm. But let me just give you an illustration of that. So I grew up in, in uh, San Francisco. Uh, in 1979, I became a part of a youth organization where I was hired to actually pioneer a ministry, urban ministry component in the city of Oakland, California. Hmm. And when I got there, uh, I was doing this work and I was learning to work because I, I was not familiar with Young Life, Youth for Christ, uh, didn't know anything about uh, Campus Crusade, any of those guys. I knew Billy Graham though. Ah, I knew Billy, but that's about <laughs> it. But I got involved in this ministry and I had a boss who came out of business. And to make the long story short, for some reason, he became a little jealous of the work we were doing. Hmm. And he did some things that really hurt me. In fact, he went to the board of directors and he told them a pack of lies and they were going to fire me. Mm. And I can't to this day remember how I found out about the meeting. But when I heard about this meeting I was being called to with the board of directors, I invited a staff guy to come with me. I invited my pastor to come with me. And I got all these stats together. I, I, I just... Got stuff together about our work and what we did, how many kids we engaged with, how many times we shared the gospel, et cetera. When we get to the meeting, I am barraged with all these questions. And the sad part is that the board assumed that everything that fellow said was true. Mm. Fortunately for me, I had backup with a staff guy. My pastor was there to vouch for my character. And I had stats to refute every claim that was made against me. Mm. Make the long story shorter, I was exonerated, and the board was a little embarrassed because, again, they assumed everything he said was true. I was hurt by that. Because all I'm trying to do, Hector, is love God. All I'm trying to do is reach these young people to help them love God, right, and to surrender their lives to him. And this guy does this stuff to me. And so I said to God, I can't work with this guy. And if I get permission, I'd like to leave. And so I left that ministry. And I ended up in Seattle. <laughs> and, and the thing is that this fellow would call me because I think he was trying to apologize for what he did. And when he would call my house, if I answered the phone, I wouldn't say a word. I would just hang up, click. If my wife answered and said, oh, it's so-and-so, I would tell her, just hang up. If my boys answered, I'd tell them the same thing. I would not talk to the guy because I had become a little bitter. I was really angry. I was really hurt. But the killer is I was still trying to do ministry. I see where this is going. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, and the ministry, to me, wasn't quite clicking. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But I'm still trying to love God and love these kids. And, mm-hmm. But it wasn't happening. And I think it was because I was holding resentment and bitterness in my spirit. Yeah. And so God said to me one day, you have to forgive that guy. And this is the truth, right, before God. God dropped that man's home phone number in my mind. Mm. Mm. I, literally huh. and I called that number and guess what it was yeah. his house Wow. <laughs> and so Pastor Keith when I called him I had to, I had to repent Yeah. I mm. called him and said I'm sorry all this time I've been holding a grudge against you I've been bitter I've been angry that's why I never took any of your calls can you forgive me mm. 
because I really, I really wanted to be right with God, mm-hmm. right? But I allowed uh, what they call the bait of Satan mm-hmm. offense mm-hmm. To, to, to capture me and to enslave me. Mm-hmm. And what we want to do today is talk about bitter, the forgiveness because we don't want people locked into a state right. of unforgiveness because it can hamper your relationship one with God and it clearly hampers our relationship right. with each other. Amen. Yeah, that's really, really good. And so let me just read. I've been going through the book of Colossians, and Colossians uh, 3.12 says, Make allowance for each other's faults. Mm-hmm. And I think when, as you're talking, I'm thinking of stories in my head as well, yeah. which I, I'm probably going to share. Um, but just thinking about um, when we're, try, we're making allowance for other people's faults. The thing is that we don't think we have too many faults. I mean, <laughs> we do some things wrong, but I mean, faults, you know, nobody really has to make allowance for us as much. But yeah. we, all these other people have faults around us. And, and uh, it just says, make allowance for each other's faults. Forgive anyone who mm-hmm. offends you, right? So people oh, are going to offend us. You, you mean it actually says that? It actually says it. <laughs> So people are going to offend us, right? Because we get offended. I guess there's something else to be said about that is is stop being offended. Stop being surprised when it occurs. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And so so God is is there. But the forgiveness thing is is so so powerful. Mm -hmm. So my dad um, tells this story. And actually, when I was growing up, maybe somewhere late teenager, my dad had a really rough, uh, like, childhood, like, brutally rough childhood. In fact, I was just this past weekend going through pictures and seeing him as a child mm. and then knowing stories of what my grandfather did mm. and threatened the abuse, the alcoholism, yeah. all this stuff, and looking at my dad as a child and, like, how did you go through this? And, and going mm. through that all the way through his high school, his dad being um, abusive, alcoholic, running, moving, leaving um just the things you know your childhood shouldn't be full of yeah and uh my my dad got married moved to idaho god got a hold of his heart he became a christian many years later um, my father went to texas or oklahoma and found my dad my granddad out in the the i don't know the boondocks i suppose Mm. and actually offered him forgiveness Mm. and said i i need to get this off my chest and i just I'm just forgiving you for what you've done. Of course, my grandfather didn't care. He was like, I mean, no, no repentance, nothing. Mm-hmm. But my dad forgave him. Yeah. And I just remember my dad telling that story, how it freed him to live differently, um, offering forgiveness even while his father wasn't, I guess, worthy of it or mm-hmm. didn't, yeah, yeah. didn't seek it, yeah. didn't look for, didn't <clears throat> repent. I think often we say, well, I'll forgive you if, repent, if you repent. I'll forgive you if you turn around. And so, but God, right, he forgave us even while we were in That's full rebellion says, yeah. Yeah. against him. And so we <clears throat> are to forgive. And so forgiveness, to me, I, you know, it's hard to forgive, though, right? Oh. If, if there's been an offense, perhaps it's a little thing that we can let go, but perhaps it's brutal. It's yeah, a yeah, deep, yeah. hard issue and you know we we talk about ministry offense and you can laugh about that now right that story (laughs) (laughs) but man there's some stuff that is as we're talking that we probably have no idea about the depth of offense and when i think and talk about my father the depth of offense Mm -hmm. and for him to forgive anyway that is a different level that's a like 
top shelf mm -hmm. stuff to sure, pull off. Sure. Um, yeah. How do we how do we teach that though, right? Yeah. How do yeah. we? I guess it's examples, but mm. that's how Christ forgave. Come on, Hector. Telling yourself, brother. Can <laughs> you think of a time oh, when you've been offended? Yes, absolutely. I think. I mean, when I when I think about those, and even just for me, right? Like, some of that's fresh. Some of that's just a few mm -hmm. years removed. But yeah. ultimately, there's a, a point where, yeah, it's like I'm just listening to your stories, right? The same thing. Like the Lord basically kind of comes to you and is like, look. If you keep holding on to this, like, mm. there is only mm. destruction, right? There's only, mm. like, there's mm. no life in this. That's right. Mm. Um, and so now just being reminded of those times in my life where you have to, to turn, really to give it up, right? Mm -hmm. And to, to turn to, okay, if there's no life in this, let me turn to where there is life in Christ yeah. and in freedom, which really I think that's what the forgiveness is, right, mm. is this gate into a life of freedom, um, or even if, as you're saying, right, your grandfather didn't care that his son right. was coming to him and like, hey, I forgive you. I want this relationship to be restored. Mm -hmm. um, but your dad didn't have to live with that anymore. Right. right? Yeah. And it became a burden. Right. Mm -hmm. a sure. Yeah. And that's why we have to recognize first that unforgiveness is, is a burden. Right. Mm -hmm. you know, that we tend to carry. Unfortunately, some people become comfortable with carrying that burden. I wish I had a knapsack or a backpack that I could put on because there are people who literally walk around with backpacks filled with offenses, right? Filled with pain and hurt. So there's a legitimate pain, though, and hurt. Oh, so absolutely. How, how do we, I mean, some people just, are they worth forgiveness? Are they, have they done something so bad yeah, that yeah. They, are, they don't deserve forgiveness? And yeah. I think even, yeah. even we're kind of living in that in so many ways. Um, in our world, uh, how, mm -hmm. how do you forgive people who aren't, uh, forgiveness just isn't yeah, justified, yeah, yeah. right? That's right. Sin, That's right. <laughs> so how, do, yeah. how do you teach yeah. that? Because you, you, you mentioned earlier that uh, not everybody will acknowledge that they've hurt you, mm -hmm. right? Uh, my father was, uh, was extremely brutal to my mother, never to the kids, mm. but he become intoxicated. Mm -hmm. And uh, oh, he, I mean, he knocked her out in cold blood, I remember this. Oh. He, he stabbed her with a pitchfork on one occasion. Another occasion, he slashed her wrist. I, I, can, I can remember multiple times where he, he stumping her in her mouth and the whole night, just brutal. Mm. You know what I mean? And I don't know if he ever, ever repented of that. Mm. I know he moved on, and when he got off of alcohol, he was the nicest guy you would ever want to meet. Mm. Very helpful, very engaging. But when he was intoxicated, he was just really brutal. I lived it. I still have memories of that as young as at least four years old wow. before starting elementary school, just like it happened almost yesterday, right? I don't know if he ever repented of that mm. or apologized, but when I came to Jesus, I had to release that, wow. let him go. And if he were alive, he'd tell you, I never said a crossword to him about it. Because mm. at that point, I just said, God, you forgave me when I didn't deserve it. Right. Therefore, I've got to emulate you and forgive him. Uh, was it the easiest thing to do? So do you think it's about us realizing the depth of God forgiving us, the depth of our own depravity? Mm. At some point, we have to consider that. Yeah. Otherwise, we, we, we feel justified right. in holding on to our bitterness and our hurt and our pain. Right. 
But we have to always, always remember while we were sinners, it said in Romans chapter right. 5, you know, our backs turned to God, yep. we had wind in our chin, our fists were clenched, and we weren't thinking about God. While we were in that state, God forgave us. Yeah, but I wasn't that bad. <laughs> God forgave me, but I mean, I wasn't that yeah, bad. Yeah, you right? weren't that bad, not you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. not you. I, I, just, I think that's, yeah. that's kind of the, where people go with it, though, sure, right? Sure. I wasn't that bad. I'm not, yeah. I'm not Hitler. I mean, my, my, offense, that's my right. offense against God wasn't so horrible. That's right. And so, um, but at some point, we have to come to a realization that our rebellion, our, our tiny rebellion, that's right. Even our good is like filthy rags to, to God, right? I think that's what Perfection. it says. That's right. Right, and so our our tiny bad is, yeah. I think it was Jordan Peterson I was listening to a couple days ago who was just just contemplating, and, I, and I, he's not a Christian, I, I don't believe, but he's just contemplating that when we say that humanity is basically good, we're not really understanding the basic mm. tenet of humanity. Sure, When sure. humanity... In it, left alone, will turn super bad, right? And we've seen that. We've seen it over yeah. and over and over. But I think one of the things you hit on is that we have to remember that the way we view things is usually categorically different the way God views things. Yes. We put things on a scale like this. Right. No, this is bad. This is not as bad. Yeah. I believe God looks at things on a horizontal, hmm. which means that they all are equally bad regardless of what it is hmm. because it is against what he really wants, mm -hmm. right? And so we go, well, I'm not that bad, so I don't deal with that. You know, when God says you did, you, you've done wrong, whether you think it's a small wrong or a large wrong, to God it's the same. Yeah. So he expects us to repent of everything we do wrong, right? Right. It separates us from it him. It separates no us from how. God, Every, yeah. everything. Yeah. And it's not just the big things that separate us from God. Sometimes yeah. my rebellion separates me from God. Mm -hmm. My arrogance separates me from God. My, my thought that I can do it all by myself mm -hmm. separates me from God. Oh, I don't need God, or my denial of God separates me. Mm -hmm. And each of those things require repentance, right? Mm -hmm. Because they're all offensive to the one that created right. us all. Right, right. You know what I mean? So, so, so we've got to deal with this thing. And I, for me, I fight. I've, I've had to learn to fight uh, being bitter about things. Mm. I'm going through some things now. And I have to really guard myself yeah. about being bitter. I went through something really hard uh, in, in 2019. I mean, extremely hard. Mm. You know, it was, it was character, uh, assassination. It was all bundled up. It, it was just crazy. And I've had, I had to literally say to myself, you can't hold on to that offense. Right. I had to force myself to forgive and release, right? And, and uh, I had to fight. But to didn't fight. you have the right to have, be bitter? Didn't you I have, had didn't every you have right the... to be bitter because I was wronged, right? <laughs> yeah. Come on, man. And that's what, right? Mm. I, I had the right, but I want to be more like God than anything else. Mm -hmm. I do. Can't speak for everybody else. But I want my life to reflect Christ, not in just some cursory way, not just some small way, but in the maximum way. Mm -hmm. And because of that, I had to say, okay. Now, Romans 12 was hard for me <laughs> mm -hmm. because Romans 12 tells us that we should pray for those that persecute us mm -hmm. and those who despitefully use us 
Then it goes on to say, you never repay evil for evil. Oh my goodness. I mean, why is that in the Bible? Come on, God. Help us, give us some grace here, right? But he says, you can't repay evil for, for, mm. for evil, right? Yeah. But you overcome evil with good. Mm. Oh, wow. Now that's a challenge. Wow. That, now that's, that, Cause you're right. I, I've got the right to hurt you back for hurting me. Yeah. I mean, that's what vengeance is, right? Right? Yeah. Tit for tat, right? Mm -hmm. You slap me, I get to slap you. Yeah. But God says, no, no, no. Remember, vengeance is his. So I get mad at God sometimes yeah. for putting that kind of stuff in the Bible because he's got me in this place where I really want to honor what he says. We also want to pay back because that person deserves to be right. paid back. They deserve know? to be paid back. <laughs> Somebody pay him back. Oh, I, oh, I could hurt. Ooh, I could hurt them back, man. <laughs> but God says, no, you can't do that. I'm going, oh, God. It reminds, I think, I think we may have talked about it in one of our previous conversations, but really just the, the breaking of the cycle, right? Mm, yeah. um, is really what, what I hear, right? Jesus uh, saying, like, no, like, don't repay it. That's good. You know, or Paul, don't, don't repay it. Like, mm. break that cycle. Yeah. Change yes, that cycle. Yes. Change the back and forth of you wrong me, I'll mm. wrong you back. Yes, yes. And then you'll feel wronged, and it'll, it'll just escalate and get to where, yeah, yeah. where we see chaos and, sure, you know, destruction sure. and... Uh, but really, Jesus coming in and saying, no, let's, let's change that. Let's, let's do things differently because that is the kingdom way. We do things differently. Yeah, that's um, really good. That's powerful, man. That's yeah, powerful. As you're saying that, just the words breaking a chain. Mm -hmm. And what mm -hmm. God did in my father's life is break a chain of abuse and rebellion yes. so that his kids and his grandkids are now right. free of all of that abuse. That's right. That's all right. of that rebellion. And uh, God broke a chain in his life that I get to grow up in a, in a family. I got to grow up in a family that believed in forgiveness. Um, that's, that's incredibly powerful. And then I think also about, you know, we, we hear about feuds all the time. And we're like, how could, how could a family be in a feud? <laughs> well, it starts with an offense. That's right. Yeah. That is unforgiven. And right. then you have countries that are in their identity of a people group fighting against each other around yeah. the world, which That's has right. been happening forever. Forever, yeah. I'm the not going to forgive you. Yeah. We're not going to have peace. There is no peace. There is no mm. perfect harmony right. if there is no forgiveness. Right. You know, I think one of the things, we have to, if we think about this in a practical note, we've got to, first of all, be willing to identify the pain. Mm -hmm. yeah. Identify the thing that brings the offense, Right. And then we have to address that. And the way we address it can be different depending on our temperament. Okay, say that again. Identify the pain. Identify the pain. Mm -hmm. And then we have to address the, the, the pain. So who's identifying the pain? I have to identify what caused the pain in me. Mm. So I can tell you my father did X, Y, and Z. Mm -hmm. I can tell you my mom did X, Y, and Z. I can tell you that this person did X, Y, and Z. And it causes pain in me. Okay. Some people try to mask the pain. Okay. We even try to forget the pain. Which we're, we're incapable and, of, really, right? right? But, and yeah. we, but we try and bury it thinking mm, gotcha. that it'll go away. Yeah, yeah. But at some point, we have to identify where did the pain or the offense come from. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's a starting point for trying to get the healer that we need. Right. That's a practical thing that God lets us do. Notice we never forget the thing. We're just to forgive the thing. So isn't identifying it um, just bringing it back up, just stirring it back up so we get mad again? But you're going beyond that, right? Way, way beyond that. I still remember, like I said, as young as four, what my father did to my mother. Right. I still remember my mother selling my clothes 
and my electronics while I was in the military to buy drugs. Oh. I was hurt by that, mm. right? But I, didn't hold, I don't hold that against him, mm -hmm. right? Because remembering is not the same as holding a grudge. Mm -hmm. No, things happen. And we have these incredible brains and some things we can forget, some things we can't. Right. But when they come up, they aren't causing consternation in me because mm -hmm. I've identified what it is and, I, and I've said, God, you've got to touch that thing in me. Mm. And when I start to feel something, then I've got to say, okay, God, you've got some more work to do in me because I don't want, again, to walk around in bondage because I was probably more bondage than the guy who offended me when I was on staff oh, you for Christ. Right, sure. You know what I mean? Because... Yep. I just wouldn't let go. Mm -hmm. So you identify the pain, yep. then ask God to help you. And God will show you. This is why we have to be relying on the Holy Spirit because it's not a one-size-fit-all. So mm -hmm. what I can do to overcome my pain may be different than what Hector needs to do and what you need to do. So we pray and ask God, how do I overcome this? Yeah. How can I release this? You know what I mean? How can I, can I bring this to the foot of the cross and leave it there? Right. And if so, what do I do? Some people need to go get professional help just to have a third, a second, another party they can just bounce things off of. So what's the difference? It seems like there's a difference between a, how a Christian can offer forgiveness and how someone who doesn't have the spirit of God living within them, how that forgiveness yeah, sure. comes about. Is, is there a difference? Or can, can people who don't have Christ feel just as much freedom in forgiving? Or is this a, whole, a Holy Spirit thing that, yeah, yeah. that helps us? I, I would say people don't have Christ can do it. Is it as easy? Because they don't have, like Christians have almost a mandate, if you will, hmm. to, to forgive. Yeah, yeah. Where, whereas the secular world, they go, if I want to, I will. If I don't, that might be even better. Mm -hmm. uh, and so, like I said, some people, they want to hold grudges and they're looking for ways to get back at you right. for what you did. The scripture does not give the believer the devoted follower of Jesus, that same freedom. That's really good. It's a mandate from yeah. for us it's, it's to a us. Mandate. And so when we don't forgive, we're actually <coughs> rebelling against God. Right. Exactly right. Back Ooh. in square one, yeah. sin. And, wow, right, yeah. It's like this thing of like, we can't escape from like, sin is the problem, right? Like right. this rebellion. That's um, right. I even think, I mean, we were talking about this back, I think when we were in uh, your place, Harvey, just the, the fact that if if we want like true reconciliation, like the reconciliation mm -hmm. part is the the spirit filled part, That's right? Because right. I, I think you're right. People can forgive, but the way that the world forgives is fine. I'll I won't hold it against you, but you and I are not at all talking <laughs> anymore. You go over there, I'll mm -hmm. go over here, and yeah. we'll do our thing, yeah. mm -hmm. right? And we may mm -hmm. never talk to mm -hmm. each other for the rest of our lives, and we'll be perfectly fine with that, and we'll live in peace, right? Mm -hmm. But the, truly the kingdom, right, the Christ followers mm -hmm. were looking towards this yeah. reconciliation that I think the beautiful thing is God isn't going, hey, you need to forgive. That's the rule. Follow it. He's going, no, no, no. Again, back to what we've already said. Mm -hmm. I've done this already. Mm -hmm. I've shown you that There's way. It is possible in, in mm -hmm. my spirit. Mm -hmm. Go and do it and, yeah. and live yeah. that out. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So... Okay, there are places, though, I, I'm hearing voices ask me these <laughs> questions right now. Right now. There are abuses yeah. that have happened to us yeah. that, uh, I mean, if, uh, they're incomprehensible to me. How is, how is a person supposed to forgive? And, and 
if, if there's an abuse situation or a continued abuse situation, how yeah, do you forgive yeah, yeah. and still keep a boundary, mm. uh, uh, keep people at bay so they don't continue to mm. walk, run over you? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that's, that's a big question, big issue that people grapple with, right? Right. If it's a continual thing. So, so there, is, there is forgiveness. We can forgive, but we, I, I don't know if God says you have to forget. Right. So I guess I think God's the only one who can forget. He says our sins, <laughs> as far as the east is from the That's west, right. right? So somehow he's, he can forget. Mm. I don't know if we're capable of forgetting. Right. We're okay. capable of forgive, yeah. forgiving. Yeah, yeah. And maybe that's a daily thing. Every time I encounter this person, I'm, I'm forgiving again. But we also have to protect ourselves from further abuse, which might mean coming up with some healthy boundaries. Mm -hmm. Sure. Boundaries. That's okay. That doesn't mean yeah. we haven't forgiven. That's right. We, we, we have to set boundaries for ourselves. Sometimes we may have to remove ourselves from that situation. Yeah. Right? Yeah, that's to, true. To get out of it. Right. Right? Again, because you, you want to be at peace with people, sometimes you have to... There needs to be that separation yeah. at times. That's a practical step that we can take mm -hmm. to deal with offense, to deal with pain, to deal with hurt. Mm -hmm. yeah. So is there a difference between forgiving brothers uh, or Christian community and forgiving the world or people who, somebody who doesn't know Christ? Mm -hmm. um, are we bound by a different set of rules inside of that kind of forgiveness? So are you asking... If we can forgive our brother, not necessarily our... Well, yeah, is there a different yeah. set of rules um, between brothers uh, mm. in Christ gotcha. and uh, mm. people who don't know God? Is there, yeah, are we... Well, let, let me ask you a question. Is there a difference? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what do you think? I mean, Hector, what, what would you say? I think for, for you and I as, as brothers, right, <coughs> especially now that we, we've sat down together, yeah. right? There, this isn't just, oh, I know Harvey in yeah. passing, right? Yeah. This is no, we've sat down, we've had conversations on camera, off camera that are, are not just surface conversations, right? So if you and I say something that's offensive to one another, we now have that relationship <coughs> as well that we can sure. go, hey, one, we're, we're kingdom citizens, we're both sons of, right? That yeah. makes us spirit brothers, not sure. just flesh brothers, sure. right? Um, we do have a, a responsibility to one another. I think that's the other thing, mm -hmm. right? We have a responsibility to one another. To one another. Um, as part of that family. Now, mm -hmm. if, if, you know, you're out and I'm just Joe Smo, right? And it changes a little bit. Part, partly because that higher standard, that higher um, new way of living isn't over me. Right, mm -hmm. you can't hold me to that if I am not under the blood of Christ. Sure, right? sure. So. Now, now I can see that from the person who is not under the, the covering of obedience right. to Christ that they may not want to forgive. But I remember when um, Dylan Root was a young guy mm. who sat in that Bible study mm -hmm. at Emmanuel mm -hmm. African American Episcopal Church in Carolina for one hour in that Bible study. When it ended, he killed those nine people. Yeah. yeah. And I remember when they got to court. They brought him into court. Those, those people stood up and forgave him of killing their relatives. Wow. To me, that's a picture of what mm. we have to do, even toward people who may not be yeah. spirit brothers or sisters, yeah. Not, yeah. may not be in Jesus. Because I, I, don't, 
I don't think there's a loophole that says, okay, I get to forgive him, right, right. but not you. <laughs> right. And they may not want to forgive, yeah. Yeah. but because we are under the auspices of Jesus and his word, and we're governed by that, and we're trying to live by that, I think we have to muster enough whatever to release even non-believers from that hurt right. against us as well. So it, it's one of those things, well, no, I, I think we just have to practice forgiveness. And honestly, because of the season we're in, I'll say this, that I would say that, that historically in America, people with my paint job, African-Americans, have had to endure quite a job. bit of like hardship okay. in America. Yeah. But if you think about it, we've been pretty forgiving people yeah. Yeah. down through the years. Right. I mean... Because that's a part of our makeup. And remember, we, we, you know, we, we tried, to, tried to honor God, so we tried to live with this, try the whole stuff loosely. And we, we give people second chances and third chances because I think that's the way of the kingdom. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's yeah. the way of the kingdom. So we're bound together as brothers uh, yeah. in Christ. Mm-hmm. And that, that connection, maybe it should drive a... a um, that we don't get offended by anything type of thing, right? <laughs> uh, but we are obviously to give forgiveness no matter what. Can I tell you a story? Um, the other day, I had some firewood delivered to me. And I have a hard time telling this. I've told the story to a couple people. And, well, I'll just, I'll just tell it because it happened. Um, uh, I had some firewood delivered um, by this guy named James Foster. And it came out of Marysville, so the Tulalip... Uh, reservation up here and James Foster is a Native American and he and I sat down on the back of my truck on the bumper and started talking after I got some firewood from from him we started talking I'm always looking for a way to perhaps share uh, Christ with a person and and so I just start talking with him asking Mm -hmm. questions and and uh, come you know come to find out he starts talking about his family he's part of the Klamath tribe in Oregon and mm-hmm. he's t- telling me you know part of his part of the Klamath uh, tribe was sent about half of them were sent to Oklahoma which a lot of the northwest native uh, population was sent to the reservations in Oklahoma um, and he was telling me that his and we found out we're both Christians we're both brothers and and it was just a really a, a blessed mm-hmm. like time of talking and he was telling me how his, his son and daughter was kind of getting on to him for not being more upset right mm. now mm. in, in mm. the awareness that America's in right now yeah. Um, yeah. with racial tensions. And, and, he, and he was asking them, why? Why should I be upset? Well, the, the white man took our land, committed genocide, brought disease, uh, lives on our land, and uh, we're here on a reservation. And, and so he, he told me, James Foster told me, and I, I hope actually that we can have him talk someday. Mm, <laughs> but sure. he told me, he said, he looks at me and he said, yeah, you know what? The white man brought genocide, um, took our land from us, put us on reservations like somehow it was their land to put us places. Mm. But, um, but we got Jesus out of the whole deal. Mm. They wow. brought the Bible. So in all that chaos and all that craziness and all that sin and rebellion of humanity, the Bible was brought to James's grandfather. And James says to me, I don't hold any, any grudges or any animosity because I have the blood of Jesus that covers my sin and I have the spirit of God living yeah. within me. 
And wow. I'm just listening to him. Like there, he has every right <laughs> and every reason to sit there and wag his finger at me. Mm -hmm. Not because I've, I guess I've done what my fathers and fathers have done, but but because of my skin color, my paint job, right? And, mm. uh, but he wasn't taking that opportunity. He yeah, wasn't yeah. taking that offense. Yeah. He didn't. Uh, he was offering forgiveness at every. I mean, in his life, I would yeah. assume at yeah. every turn, he's just offering forgiveness and passing grace on that he's realized. Mm -hmm. He's had himself. And that yeah. was pretty hum humbling. Wow, some, I can only imagine. Space. You know, we um, we have people around us that uh, have studied anger and the impact of anger, mm. and we know if we hold on to bitterness and anger too long, it has a physical effect on us as well. Yeah. Mm. I, I don't, I don't want to be sick. Wow. You know what I mean? Yeah. I want to be well. Yeah. And I don't want bitterness to do things in my natural body. Right, I want to be well, so I, I'm going to, I'm going to choose. I'm going to choose to be a forgiver, more than not, mm -hmm. right? And I'm going to struggle and battle, and fight like crazy, to not hold on to offenses, not hold people in bondage myself, uh, because again, I, I want to be free. I think Hector, you talked about the freedom that comes with forgiveness, and then I want to continue to experience the, the forgiveness that I get from my heavenly Father. Yeah. I mean, I don't ever, the thought of God not releasing me from some of the madness that, that occurred in my BC days before Christ, mm -hmm. I needed God to release me from that mm -hmm. stuff. I needed, to, I needed to release me from that stuff, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Uh, and that's one aspect we haven't talked about yet, and that's forgiving ourselves. Okay, yeah. For the things that we've done, mm -hmm. the atrocities that we've committed, mm -hmm. the ways that we've done harm to other people, the ways we've offended other people. And some of those things is sometimes hard to let go of. And I still remember some of those things I did to others in my BC days before Christ. Do you and think it's a matter of forgiving ourselves or accepting Christ's forgiveness? Well, uh, that's, that's debatable. I, I would say Christ forgives me and I can receive that. But sometimes I hold myself in bondage because sure. I, won't, I won't let me forget what mm -hmm. I did, mm -hmm. and I keep beating me up mm -hmm. yeah. because of what I did. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, that makes sense. And uh, at that point, I don't know, am I canceling God's forgiveness? I don't think so. But it can feel that way because I won't let me go because I did this. I was a horrible person. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. And at some point, we have to forgive ourselves. And that's part of being humble. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Humility is what leads us to repentance, right? Yes. Yeah, so Godly sorrow. Still keep living in a prison of yeah. unforgiveness. At, and I, I just feel like sometimes Jesus is like, I've forgiven you. I've mm -hmm. forgiven you for this. So forgive yourself. Move on. You don't have to live in this, this prison. Yeah, um, exactly right. And we do. As, as Christians, we kind of get into this mode of, of uh, living in this legalistic world that we know we're free from. We're free mm -hmm. from the laws, right. but we, we always put more law and regulation on top of ourselves. That's right. And we've trusted, we've trusted the Holy Spirit uh, um, by no work of our own for salvation, and now we've turned it around thinking we have to work for our sanctification, that we have to That's follow right. all That's these right. rules yeah. and regulation for God to continue to accept yeah. us. Yeah. It's like, how, how, I don't know. Sometimes I can't figure out why we would, it's like, it's, it's insanity to tell you the truth, to come mm -hmm. along and, and think now I've got to get God's 
blessing by working hard after he's already given me free grace and free forgiveness um, when I had my back turned to him. Yeah. Well, that's the whole reason Paul wrote out the fruit of the spirit. Right. Was he was responding to the Galatians saying, who, who bewitched you? Yeah. (laughs) You believe this, you lived in it. Who changed your mind? Mm -hmm. If you go down this road of holding each other to this law and and like Mm -hmm. just bounding one another to it, it mm. leads to destruction, mm. it leads to this, this strife and enmity and, and all mm. si- horrible things, yeah, yeah. right? That's right. But the fruit of the Spirit. The fruit of the Spirit. Is these, right, love and joy and peace and all yeah. these things, and there is no law to be wrapped, wrapped them right. around, right? Mm. There is freedom. There is a, go and do those things. Let mm. the Spirit work those things in you. That's super good. Abounding, right? Yeah. There is, don't try to bottle it up and, and put rules mm. around it. Let God do that one. Mm. Um, that's, yeah, that's really good. And God it's such a work. forgiveness. Of offering mm. other people forgiveness is probably one of the best ways we can point people to Christ, right? right? Um, <laughs> mm. and, and offering ourselves right. and living in forgiveness. Uh, is one of the best ways, and so I, I love that. Yeah, hoopy wishy. Like, come on! Yeah. What are you doing? Why are you going back to this? Why are you reverting back to childlike living? I mean, you're it. going back. Yeah. It wasn't that, it, right? It wasn't that. Oh, you don't know. You don't know what it is to be free <laughs> and to believe in Christ and to trust in mm. Him. No, it was you were living it. Yeah. And you you decided something else was better because probably, and we've we've said this right because you had control. Because you could control, and it goes back to what you were saying, right? Like, mm. I can, I'm better. It's the positioning. I am better. Mm. I'm in a, a better place. I do have a right to be offended because I held up the law. You didn't hold up yeah. the law. Right. And, uh, yeah. Hmm. Thank God for Paul's uh, admonition there. Yeah. Right? And he was one who lived it. Yes. Because yeah. remember, he had to release himself. Yes. Because he was a persecutor yes. of the church big time. Yeah. Right. He was standing there holding the clothes when Stephen was martyred, the first martyr. They were stoning him. He held the stuff. He was going from city to city to lock up Christians and, you know, the whole nine. Don't you know he had to release himself from all the stuff he did? Kicking, and and remember, he felt he was kicking against God. Mm. And that's what we have to understand, that when we don't release ourselves, it's not just that person or us, it's God. Mm -hmm. When we do wrong and harm to one another, we have to start thinking, I'm not just harming them, I'm harming God. Why? Because we belong to God. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that, and that brings it to a higher level of understanding. Yeah. yeah. Right? So we have to be able to forgive. So somebody today obviously is struggling with forgiveness. Right. Have not been able to let go. Been holding on to some heinous thing that happened to you. I mean, really, really bad. We just want to encourage you to give that thing to Jesus. Let the healer of healers heal you and release you so that you can experience real life, real life. And let God turn that mourning into dancing. Mm, Yes. Let God turn that mourning into dancing. And uh, there are times when I I just had to cry because I just was feeling so bad by the offense. But at the end of the day, I, I had to let go. So we want to implore you. King James would say, beseech you. You know, we want to beg you to release it. And to Harvey, it I've, seen, I've seen husbands and wives yeah. um, that the husband or the wife has cheated, mm-hmm. has come back and repented, and forgiveness has been offered, and their yeah. marriage is stronger than yes. it ever was That's in right. the past. That's right. 
I've seen brothers come back together, uh, church family members mm -hmm. yeah. uh, come oh, back yeah. together because of a forgiveness, of living out forgiveness. The, the power and the strength of relationship mm -hmm. beyond forgiveness mm -hmm. is amazing. Mm -hmm. It's something that That's right. um, I don't even know if people can understand, quite get their mm -hmm. hands wrapped around living on this side of forgiveness, yeah, right? Yeah. And going yeah, beyond yeah. Yeah. forgiveness. Yeah. It's powerful. Uh, yet, mm. it's hard. Yeah. It's, it's so yeah. brutal. And I, I think it draws us together as, as uh, Christ followers. Mm. So can I ask you guys, Hector and Harvey, um, we, we live in the tension right now, race, race relations, uh, some police brutality and issues that have gone on. I'm not going to use the word systemic necessarily, although there are systems of that going on. And so how do you, how do we help people to forgive, right? And I've heard this, like, we've been forgiving for 150 years here. And so it's time for you guys to make some changes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, And so true that, true that. Tell, tell us of the, the blessing of forgiveness, but also yeah. the the how we work things out. And I understand we're talking about a culture that's not necessarily following Christ's law, the law of Christ, mm -hmm. of loving others, right? Um, and then we're Christians trying to live inside of that culture. Um, how, does, how does the forgiveness of race relations, ethnic and cultural differences and, and hurt and uh, atrocities, how does that work in this? Hmm. You know, you're asking a question now that um, is a real challenging question because we're the the whole culture right now is, like you said, grappling with racial tension, and there's a, it's reached a boiling point, if you will, in terms of what has been, yeah. and people are looking for things to be different. And I think those of us who are under the law of Christ, which is love, we, we have to continue to keep offering forgiveness. Mm. Right? And I, I think we just, uh, we, I, I have to personally, I have to continue to be patient in the process. Mm. My hope is that as we engage each other and build rapport with each other, that we'll get to where we need to be faster because of that relationship. Right. And wow. I think that, yeah, that helps yeah. quite quite a bit. When people aren't in relationship with each other, it takes longer to get things accomplished. Yeah. We treat people like enemies, it takes longer to get things accomplished. We can't move to a place of health yeah. because we have this natural tendency to want to be combative with each other. Yeah. You know, and so I'm hopeful that in this season that the eyes of many people have been open to what some of our realities are mm. and that we make the mm -hmm. changes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. but let's face it, there are some things that need to change. Right. You know, and some of them start here. Mm -hmm. Some of them will start there. And if we all begin to make those changes, I think we'll get to that place where I believe God wants us to be. But again, depends on which culture you live in, which kingdom you live in. Yeah. So you, you know? can't offer forgiveness and... <clears throat> And ch yeah. get changes. Oh, absolutely. We changes. have to. 
Yeah. We have to. Offering forgiveness doesn't mean we say, hey, I forgive you. Keep doing all this That's bad exactly stuff right. that you're doing. Yeah, I was, was going to say That's that. That requires us to <clears throat> keep working at uh, the changes that need to occur so that we can live at peace in a bona fide way with each other. You know, there's this, what they call negative peace versus positive peace. Mm. Negative peace is where you just don't rock the boat. You just don't want any tension at all. Okay. Positive peace is where you speak truth to power so that things can actually change, mm. right? Because mm -hmm. the, cause real peace is not the absence of tension. It's the presence of justice, right? right? Doing, doing what is right. Cut. <laughs> doing what is right. Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Right. And, that, and that's what we want to strive for. Right, so you're right. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna forgive, but I'm gonna keep saying, "Come on, Keith, let's let's work on this. Right. Let, let's consider this, that, and the other." So again, we can we can find ourselves walking in wholeness with each other. Yeah. So as you said that, I I just had a a light, an epiphany, perhaps. Uh, you know, mm. I can't I can't tell you to forgive me. That's I, right. I mean, I can tell you to all I want, <laughs> but I can't yeah. I, I can't like come to you with this expectation of you should be forgiving mm -hmm. me. And let's just talk, let's just say it. I can't as a white man come to my black brothers and sisters and brown brothers and sisters or yeah. whatever paint job that you, you're talking about. <laughs> I can't say, listen, you should forgive me. Just forgive us yeah. and let's move on. Just forgive us. Yeah. So that's not how forgiveness works. It doesn't come from this. It doesn't come that's from right. the, the right. place of the abuser. That's right. Starts with the person who's been offended, huh. who's been abused. Start with the person who um, they've been left out and ostracized and set aside. They've got yeah. to come and say, I'll forgive. I'll release. <laughs> yeah. Come on, man. You're asking Releasing. too much right now. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> God, let me have my way. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'll straighten it all out, right? God said, no, no, no. Your, your way is not the right way. His way is the perfect way, right. which is what we're trying to say. Yeah. yeah. Right? And I say, in this scenario you just created, if we're all listening to the Spirit and trying to live you know, by the law of Christ, which is love, that we, God will tell us, too, what we need to do yes. to change. Yes. How powerful it was it when my father went to his dad and That's said, right. I, I, I'm forgiving you. That's right. I'm forgiving you. I want to see change in your life. Mm -hmm. I want to help you yeah. change and become somebody else. I won't let you abuse my family or me anymore, yeah. but I forgive you. That, yeah. Talking about something that's yeah. incredibly powerful. Yeah. It, changed it, my, it changed our lives, mm -hmm. right? I've sure. said that. It oh, yeah. changed our lives. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. What you said, uh, you just... One of the, the biggest areas of my life that I remember, just just remember very clearly hearing from the Lord, right? Uh, when I was in high school, my first youth pastor left the church, and, and there was some history behind that and why he left and what was, what was going on, right? I ended up harboring bitterness mm. towards him, mm. not just the people who were involved and the circumstances that were involved, mm, mm. but towards him, right? <laughs> this carried on for a year. And I went through the trouble of like, I, I'm not going to go to church. I'm not going to read my Bible. God, I'm going to show you. But really, it was just this hurt that was sitting there, right? And go to youth camp, right? My last year at youth camp. Hey, this is your last year. You should go. And I was like, oh, all right, fine. I'll go, right? 
but it was there that he ended up bringing his his new youth group, right? His new church was there, right? Hmm. And it was there where like all week, right? This had been, this was the place that I had come to know the Lord. The gospel was fully presented and the Lord just opened my mind and my heart to it, right? And I, I'm just upset. Lord, why all week I've been here hmm. and normally I just, I meet with you here. And part of that's, you know, youth camp high, but part of that is just this real experience, this holy place in, in my life, right? And I remember the Lord just going, you have bitterness in mm, your heart that yeah. you will not let go of. Oh. It is not that I don't want to move. It is not that I don't want to speak. It's not that I don't want to, to be with you. But, Hector, you've got this thing yeah, that you yeah. just will not let go of. And yeah. and you, are, you don't even have bitterness, hurt. Like, you're not putting it in the right place. You've mm. put this on your brother, mm. right? Mm. And it's not even his fault. Mm. Uh, and then what did he say? He didn't say, all right, cool, that's it, now be. He said, look, <laughs> your brother is right over there. Mm. And I met his eyes, mm. and it was, go over there. And what? It, so there was this conversation. Mm. What did he tell us? Hey, one, I'm sorry that you hold on to that, but I am your friend. Like, I didn't, I didn't leave you, yeah. right? And here's this, this mm. life that I've been living in, right? Like, mm. dude. We could have been kicking it, you know? Yeah. And so I just, I think the the theme, the, the thread that I hear is is just pointing back to you, uh, what you said earlier, is reconciliation, if it's going to happen and change is going to happen and true living is going to happen, the Spirit of God is going to, like, put the things where we still have to walk out in it. That's right. But he's going to, to bring right. these things together and say, okay, you got a choice to make. You can either walk mm -hmm. in it or it's going to pass on by. That's right. And there's going to be more bitterness, more brokenness. Yeah. More. Mm. Can I just good. read the theme verse for you right yeah, now? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Colossians 3, 16, above, uh, or uh, I can't see it. Maybe it's 14. I'm not sure. <laughs> above all, close yourself with love that binds us all together in perfect harmony and let the peace that comes from Christ rule in your heart. And that's, you're binding, you're getting, you're you're getting bound back together with yep. your brother, right? And allowing that peace to rule. As members of one body, you're called to live in peace. Yep. Mm. Forgiving people brings peace. Yes. And uh, we're called to do that. Mm. Bear with members one another. Mm. Right? Yep. Forgive one another. Mm. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. Yeah. Whatever you say or do, do it as a representative of the Lord. Yeah, yeah. So he first forgave us. Yeah. There's just a thought that, that's going, and I didn't talk to you, right? Like, but what if, as we are ambassadors of Christ, ambassadors and, and spokesmen, right, of what the Lord has done and, and what he is doing <clears throat> in the world, <clears throat> our witness of the forgiveness for one another as brothers and sisters in Christ, as the family of God, right? What if that is is what it the, the point of it? Yes, mm. community, yes, mm. reconciliation, but a gospel witness mm. of there is something beyond mm. just being hurt. There mm. is hope beyond just deciding to, well, I'm not going to remember that hurt, but I'm not going to deal with it. And mm. I, I, there is hope beyond that. And that hope obviously is in Christ. That's where our hope is, mm. right? And we're told to always have a defense of that hope, be ready to give account for that hope. Um, but I, I, I don't know, I'm just kind of, 
weighing that out, like the way that we forgive one another is the gospel witness to the world, right? Mm -hmm. Right. Of why we would even go to great lengths to to be bound together and to to see that and to to put in the effort to see that happen. Yeah. It really showcases the the family of God in really powerful ways. And our, our... actual belief in what God did, yeah. actual belief in what Jesus did instead of just talking about it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. It's all about Jesus, man. Yeah. Yeah, it's all about the kingdom yeah. and God having his way. Wow. So uh, right. God bless you. All right. God keep you. Amen. Yeah. And let the Holy Spirit work in you a new thing so that you can walk in the freedom that comes from knowing Christ. God bless you. Awesome.